happening, everybody? Welcome to the most single in baseball club podcast presented to you by MLB Trash Talkers and Stadium Beer Bros. We are now on season two, episode six of the most single in baseball club podcast. I'd like to thank you all for joining us today. Uh, this is our first uh, our first pod since the uh, beginning of the season, opening day, about a little over two and a half weeks ago. It's good to have everybody on, and uh, let's get ready to talk some baseball. Let's catch up on the season. We want to recap. A lot's happened. Uh, some surprises, studs, duds. Before we get into it, let's go ahead and introduce the lineup really quickly. Once again, it's great to have everybody back. Let's see who's on. Jesus, you there? Yeah, Ricky, thank you for having me back on. Uh, good afternoon, everyone. Uh, excited to talk about what's been going on the past two weeks. Just coming back from the Dodgers and Padres game at Petco Park in San Diego, and that was a great game. Excited to talk about baseball. Thank you so much, Jesus. Who we got next? Is he there? Hey, guys. Happy to see you, Ricky. Again, not uh, Rafi, Jesus, Andrew. Nice seeing you guys. Saw you guys not too long ago out of Texas. That was fun. Can't wait to talk about that and what the season has been so far. So can't wait to get into that. Thank you so much, Izzy. It's good to have you on. Uh, we had a great time in Texas. We're going to get into that discussion a little bit shortly. Uh, it's good to see you again. Thank you for being on. Andrew, you there? Yeah, what's up, dude? First time seeing you guys since we were in Texas. Um, a lot less intoxicated than last time. <laughs> Been trying to lay a little bit low on the alcohol, so I'm not drinking anything tonight, but we got a lot to talk about. I think most of us are still recovering from that Texas trip. I think I drank for the first time since uh, since that trip on Friday evening, and then it took me about a day and a half to recover. Um, but it's good to have you on too, Andrew, and you'll have some input on the on the Texas trip and uh, our, our experience at Globe Life. Thank you so much. It's great to have you on. Last but not least, Ralph, are you there? What's up, guys? How you guys doing? Excited to be back. I'm excited to start talking a little bit of baseball. It's been a very exciting week. I think there's been a couple of surprises, a couple of good matchups, uh, injuries that were kind of surprising as well. So I can't wait to talk about all that. And, uh, you know, the one I know we're going to get into the whole Texas trip. And th- this is the one thing I will say about really quick is to get out of the way. I've heard a lot of people say they don't like Texas. And if anybody ever tells me that again, my next my first question is going to be, have you ever been there? Because Texas is great. So at that point, you're going to have to explain to me why you don't like it. It might not even be like a whole like you've been there kind of situation. So I'm excited to talk baseball. I'm excited to talk about the, our Texas experience. So let's go. Thank you so much, Ralphie. It's great to have everybody on. It's great to have the band back together after a couple of weeks hiatus. But we're back. Baseball season's in full swing. We've had some studs and duds. But uh, what we want to talk about first is uh, – crew got to take a trip down to Arlington, Texas for the uh, San Diego Padres and Texas Rangers series. As we all know, on the very first day, the San Diego Padres have finally thrown their first ever no-hitter in franchise history. Andrew and I were there for that. Ralphie and Izzy got to, you know, got to fly in the night of. And I just want to ask you, Andrew, what was your, uh, we were sitting next to each other when it happened. What was going through your head? Man, from the first time one of us looked up at the scoreboard and looked at each other, gave that little head nod, look up at the scoreboard. And from that first time that we did that, probably about the end of the fifth, I think my knee was probably shaken up and down (laughs) for the rest of the game and every inning. It just got faster. My foot BPM just kept going up every inning. Oh, man, I had to go get a very nervous last beer after the end of the uh, top of the seventh. I can't even explain what's going through my head, man. Obviously, just that was the only thing any of us were really thinking about, of course. But 
when it came down to it, just, you know, like we always say, we're all baseball fans here, man. Being able to see a no-hitter by any team live in person is amazing, let alone to see your team throw a no-hitter, let alone to see your team throw their first no-hitter after 53 years, 8,200 baseball games, the last team in the MLB to get a no-hitter. It's also just another piece of baseball history right there for the baseball nerd in me. The whole time, that's all I could think about is just the history of it. For the Padres, of course, like I wasn't even thinking about myself as much. You know, I wasn't like, oh, my God, I can't believe I get to be here, you know, for some clout kind of shit. You know what I mean? It wasn't like that. It was more like, wow. I think I told you guys in the mid-2010s how terrible these Padres teams were and how many baseball games I went to to see those terrible teams. I feel like I had a very good chance of seeing a no-hitter during those years, and I never even saw a no-hitter against the Padres, which is some of the worst offensive teams of all time. And that just goes to show how rare it is to be able to witness something like that. And going back, that the fact that it was my Padres, you know, we went to Texas to see that. It wasn't at Petco, and I know some people were saying, oh, I wish it was at Petco so that Joe could do it for his hometown team in his hometown. But for me, just personally, the fact that I got it to go out there, some of my best friends have that moment in the ballpark, that's something I'll never forget, man. As you guys know from seeing the video that we posted, you know, it's just the most raw emotion I could ever imagine. And if anybody would want to chirp us for that, like, go right ahead, man. If you want to say that we're acting like we won the World Series, whatever, that was probably our greatest accomplishment. That's just what baseball does, man. Baseball, it's just ingrained in our DNA at this point. Even going out to baseball games in a different state, people that I know that aren't huge baseball people are like, wow, you're really invested in this. And I'm like, yeah, man, I, I'm really invested in this. I love this team and I love baseball. So to be able to go to Texas and have that experience was nothing short of an absolute dream. So I'm glad how you brought up the baseball like experience, Andrew, because look, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast. I've said it to my friends a couple of times and I kind of have a saying, I don't even know what's a saying, but it's just kind of something that I feel about the game. I've always said baseball is perfect. I know like maybe some, some people have felt like their team got fucked over at some point, or the only thing I can really describe it is this. And, and here, here I go with leading me leading up to the, the Padres no hitter. Like for example, one of my, baseball's perfect moments is when like Bryce Harper leaves the Nats, right? Leaves the Nats. And the very next year goes to the Phillies. And what do the Nationals do the year he leaves? They win the World Series. Baseball's perfect. And when I say that, we've seen a lot of stories like that. We've it's seen like, a lot it's of like, like ball don't lie. Right. Eggs, absolutely. And let's talk about the story of Joe Musgrove. Raised in San Diego, raised a Padre fan hometown kid and who throws the first no hitter in Padres history not Blake Snell not you Darvish the guy who was born and raised San Diego Padre gets traded on like you know like bringing in Darvish bringing in Snell bringing in Musgrove I mean that was like a whoa and I think on this uh podcast we had said that Musgrove probably was the best acquisition just based on the history and the hometown passion that he has for the team. So it made the most sense. You know, there I was in Arlington uh, flying in and you know I know you guys were there. And once again, here I go with the whole baseball is perfect thing. 
I'm just talking like this is my perspective as your guys' friend. Like you guys just thought you were going to a baseball game, didn't you? You guys just thought you guys were going to Texas and supporting your team, didn't you? Yeah, but, I, mean, I, 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 I didn't. I didn't wake up that morning, but and but say I'm what? going to Globe Life Field. We're going to see a no hitter. But guess what happened? Some of the most dedicated Padre fans I have ever met in my entire life, when they thinking they're just going to a game, guess what baseball did? Baseball gave you a no hitter for the first time in your franchise history. And this is a little side note, which I'm sure a lot of baseball fans know. The Padres were the only team in MLB not to throw a no hitter. So you guys witness history on like not just an individual, like just fan Padre level. You guys witness baseball history. You guys witness the only team who had never thrown a no hitter, throw a no hitter. And to me, this is why the game is perfect because it creates stories that you can't write in Hollywood. We see them in real life. And you guys actually got to see it in real life. I walked from my hotel room because I flew in a little late and Ricky told me, hey, get a ticket to the game. I was tired, but you know what? Maybe if I had shown up, that wouldn't have happened. So everything happens for a reason. I'm glad you guys got to experience it, but I'm happy I experienced it too because I was right down the street. And I'll never forget this too. As a baseball fan, I was nervous for you guys. I think on our group chat, I, I said, why am I nervous right now? I don't know why. And the answer is because I love baseball so much. And I knew you guys were there, and that would have been a crazy story. And that's exactly what we saw when we showed up to Texas. I emphasize this all weekend. We've seen so many heartbreakers where the Padres have come so close to throwing a no-hitter. You know, we've seen Chris Young, you know, take it all the way to the ninth. We've seen Jordan Lyles nearly go perfect. We've seen Chris Paddock. We've seen uh, Aaron Harang against the Dodgers. We've seen so many, so many times over and over again where they just fall just short. And you just think, wow, well, what could have been, right? And it just felt like as a fan, it just felt like a reward for having to experience all those heartbreaks. And that's what it ultimately led up to. You know, you said baseball's perfect. And to me, that was like, you know what? If you would have told me, you know what? You're never going to see a no-hitter for 29 years of your life. But for the one that does happen, you will be there in person. If I knew that, if I knew that was going to happen, I'd say, deal. I can wait. I can wait. You know, and these are the scripts baseball just writes for us, right? I mean, it really is what it is. You know, for me as a Dodger fan, to me, the our World Series was perfect because, you know, I, I feel like the Astros cheated in 2017. I feel like the Red Sox cheated in 2018. The right team to win was the Nationals. I was happy when they won because for me, it was like, how Bryce, there you go for not being loyal. And then they ultimately win it all. I wasn't bitter. I wasn't salty about it. In 2019, the better team won. And then the very next year, my team wins it, right? So look, it's like for me, that's kind of like my saying, baseball is perfect because you don't know what you're going to see when you show up. You don't know what the season is going to give you. But, you know, a lot of times you get these really, really cool stories where you're like, wow, how did that happen? And when I bring up the Dodgers, I always think like we we're the first of many. Like we're always like the first in this, the first in that. And look, it was the first pandemic year. Right. It was like the only time was a shortened season. The only time this was like new and and nobody knew what was going to happen. And who won it? The Dodgers. So we're in the history books. Is that because look, when the history books show baseball, they're like, oh, yeah, when that really crazy pandemic happened and, you know, they tried to play baseball. Oh, who won it? 
Oh, the Dodgers won. Oh, well, perfect. <laughs> I'll take that every time. So I think it's unique in that aspect as well. And once again, the, the Joe Musgrove story is very unique because who would have thought the hometown kid would have been the guy who did it? And he did. And of course, we celebrated like we just won the World Series at Globe Life Field. Every single Padres fan in there had to have been in Texas Live after the game. Oh, my God. That was such a scene. Like being away from San Diego and being with so many Padres fans was surreal. It felt like a soccer atmosphere. You know what I mean? Like that's the only time where I've really seen fans travel like that. You know, because I mean, L.A. to San Diego, obviously you can drive, you know, so I don't really count that as the same. But like you had to fly from San Diego or wherever to Dallas for this game. And I don't know about y'all, but for me, there was a lot of Padres hats on my flight. Yeah. And even just going on the plane to Dallas, I already knew it was like, wow, this is going to be a great weekend. Little did I know how great it would be. (laughs) Comes back to like you said, bro, like just the hometown kid thing. You know, Rick, he's not that far off and being our age. And you just think, like, who knows, man? We could have been running up and down the ramps with Joe Musgrove at some point for some random baseball game when we were kids. And it's just so poetic. That, that's all I can say. It's You yeah. can't write that shit. It was perfect. And now, like, the mural that's gone up for him at Grossmont High. Uh, man, I love baseball. Baseball is great, man. I'm happy for you guys, for Padres fans, for you guys in general. But for you guys here in the group, uh, you guys are diehard. I've never seen a dedicated group as you guys that even through all the hardships, you guys have still been supportive of your team. Just like us, you know, just like any other fan bases, we have our few bandwagoners and whatnot. But you guys are, like, legit, you know. There's no nothing or no one that can take that away from you guys. And it doesn't matter who they say or what they, where they come from. Uh they can say it differently because you guys are legit and I'm happy for you guys. You guys went out there just like carrying back on what you guys just mentioned that you guys went out there just for a random baseball game and you just happened to watch baseball history and it happened to be your favorite baseball team. So that's pretty dope. And just Texas in general, from my personal experience, has been fun. I loved it, even though for the four, uh, what is it, like 20 hours I was there briefly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was that was fun for me in general. Well, so, well, you, you we're glad you got to be a part of the celebratory shit show that occurred that night. I yeah, you showed up at about uh, midnight near after midnight at Texas yeah. Live after the no hitter. So we were very uh, not sober at that point. No, yeah, I, some ketchup, but. <laughs> I, I personally was in my hotel room right across the street from AT and T Stadium. And I, and I found the channel that was showing the game. I, so I came in like the seventh inning, right? And at that point, even Ricky told me, like, come down. And I was like, mm, you guys are doing well without me. You know, I pro- maybe, maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> maybe. And, and, you know, and I wanted to be a part of that. Come on, dude. I, as a baseball fan, I totally wanted to be there and watch that no-hitter. But, you know, I, I don't know, man. Something just told me, just keep your ass here. They're fine. They're doing well. But like I said, I wasn't uh, not as much as vested as you guys were clearly, but like <laughs> as a base, but as a baseball fan, you know, I, I come in in the seventh, I bought some modelos. I came back to my room. I'm like, all right, this is nice right here. You know, like I'm watching a good baseball game. I know my friends are there. And as it was unfolding, we were on our group chat going like, okay, eighth inning, here we go. Ninth inning. 
So even though I wasn't there with you guys, like physically, I felt like I was there with you guys in spirit. And I was in the same city. So I'll take that straight up. So, <laughs> and I celebrated I, with you guys. So that was really fun, too. So obviously, there was a celebration that ensued over at Texas Live. So shout out to Texas Live. I mean, the entire city of Arlington, Dallas, Fort Worth, just being just being awesome the entire time we were there. Shout out to the Texas Live DJ. He was awesome. Pierre, playing, my playing boy. Pierre playing bangers all weekend for all <laughs> yeah, three nights dude. we were there. Every yeah. Padres fan lost it when he played Hell's Bells on Friday night. Yeah. Shout out to Pierre, man. Thank you for being awesome. And if you were in Texas Live, you know exactly who we're talking about. So shout outs to him. This is the best part of so nobody had any idea that it was going to be some massive wild celebration, even, even for it being a Friday night, nobody imagined it was going to go down the way it did. I'm looking at the messages right now. I, I texted Ralphie in the morning. I said, Hey bro, what time do you land tonight? He goes, Oh, seven fifty Texas time. <laughs> I, I said, for sure. I was going to say, let's grab a beer after the ball game. If, if you're tonight, after you're up to it. And by saying grab a beer, I was like, I, I legitimately meant let's grab a beer. You know, I was like, okay, yeah. we'll, we'll walk over to the stadium after the game. We'll have a beer. We'll have a drink or two. We'll socialize. It'll probably be a calm, mellow environment. Nope. <laughs> that was it. That was exactly how I pictured it to happen. As <laughs> soon as that true. game was over, Ralphie goes, "Hey, are you guys still doing Texas Live?" Like, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. I remember we stood there and watched until they dimmed the lights, and then we walked up to the concourse. We all just stood there and took it all in for a minute staring at the empty ball field staring at the scoreboard and then you know started taking a couple steps away and i was like you boys ready to get fucked up hell yeah <laughs> it was, and then we walked outside it was insanely windy for some reason that night the roof yeah, was close so we had no hat. idea i didn't even know that until val sent that video honestly i, I didn't did, even i did know not that know val recorded that video yeah dude i, I was i was got waiting for my I was waiting for my Uber. My hat was flying off. My jersey was flapping all over the place. I was like, damn, this is, I did not expect this. But then I made it over there and, you know, then I got to Texas Live and it's probably one of the coolest places I've ever been to. And obviously, I think we could all agree with this, you know, detached from 2020. We just didn't have an opportunity to hang out with each other and go to these really cool places. So, you know, that was really that was really like my first experience um, in 2021 uh, surrounded with uh, people right which was like you know right. whoa <laughs> and uh but my point to that is uh i couldn't have had it any other way man like you know getting to texas live as soon as i saw it i was like okay this is legit this is awesome and uh we i got in there was music blasting everybody was happy a bunch of pottery fans were happy as shit and i was like all right i i really miss this and uh, so my point is like you know the the gold life experience uh if anybody who's never been a gold life i highly highly recommend it uh, the food's great. The beer's great. The atmosphere's awesome. Uh, that whole stadium is dedicated to the Rangers. Uh, we saw murals, jerseys. Uh, I love how Adrian Beltry is still super a part of that. And I think a couple of us got a bobblehead because of it. And me and Izzy bought the boomstick. And that was probably one of the greatest things I've ever eaten in my life, right? That thing's huge, dude. Yeah. yeah, if anybody doesn't know what that is, it's a hot dog, a chili cheese hot dog with jalapenos the size of your arm. <laughs> I think so, it's big and it's a lot. So and, I definitely and, did not finish it. And I'll never forget, I told Izzy, I was like, I am not leaving here without eating one of those. <laughs> like, that's like my main goal. And it's actually, they only serve it in one part of the ballpark. Right. So this is like a mission. Like if you guys want this thing, you're going to have to figure it out where it's at. And you're going to stand in line because 
I think me and Izzy took an elevator and some stairs, right, to get to the yeah. ground floor because that's the only place they sell it. For. Yep. So anybody who wants to go to Arlington and get one, guess what? You're going to have to bust a little bit of mission because they only sell it in one place in the entire ballpark. But it was worth the trip, though. Totally it worth it. Yeah. Absolutely. I just want to say one more thing about the ball game itself. Thank God Young Kim was at shortstop instead of Fernando Tatis Jr. for that game. If Tatis was at shortstop, that no-hitter would not have happened. That's not even necessarily to say that he wouldn't have got to the balls, but he would not have made the throws. Kim was making absolute laser beams to first base all night long, and it was just perfect for him to have that last ground ball that sealed it. He deserved to be the one to end the game like that after his amazing defensive performance. We were talking about him all night even leading up to like the seventh, eighth inning. So hats off to Kim. He's been incredible for us so far. And he's been as advertised coming out of the KBO. And he just got his championship ring, I believe. How about those screamers that were hit to Jake Cronenworth in the ninth? Oh man, that one, the first out of the ninth inning, I thought it was over right there. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. I was in my room, not a Padres fan. And as soon as right off the bat, Andrew, I think before I made, the camera changes, you're like, no. <laughs> I think I, I think I, I think I made some sort of noise I've never made before, personally, right? And 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 as soon as it caught in the glove, I was like, okay, all right. <laughs> so yeah, it was definitely a, a nail biter. Yeah, definitely. Well, I for one absolutely loved that ballpark. Uh, we got to tour it uh, last summer during the middle of the pandemic. They had just started offering tours. Still, no fans allowed inside the ball game. My personal favorite experience uh, at the ballpark, aside from no hitter, was Saturday. Perfect day. It didn't feel too humid. Didn't feel too hot. But they had the roof open for the night game. Personal- hashtag roof open gang. Yeah, hashtag roof open game. Did he yes. say game or gang? Gang. Gang. Yeah, G-A-M-E. Okay, gotcha. Ah. Uh, no, I-, I personally preferred it with the roof open. Just a nice environment. It made very photogenic. And regardless of what people say, I'm, I'm tired of all the slander about the stadium. It's one of those, you got to see it. And like Ralphie said, if you don't know what Texas is, if you haven't been to Texas, don't talk your shit unless you haven't been. I, I yeah. agree with that. And, you know, a lot of people would talk shit about the outside of the stadium. Um, maybe you, I, and Izzy and Andrew could all agree with this. I was surprised on how fucking massive that place was for yeah. me. Oh, yeah. You know, Huge. I'm, dri- I'm driving, you know, from the airport. Uh, the Dallas-Fort Worth airport to there and I'm in my Uber and I could see it from miles away like miles away like you know like I don't I don't know much about Texas but you know point is I'm, I'm like as soon as we get on the freeway I was like oh there it is you know and I just really I did not expect it to be so big same as AT&T Stadium that place is freaking massive but you know, I, I guess it's aesthetically from outside. Maybe it's not as like pleasing to the eye that most people probably would think about. Just the size of it was very impressive because you can see that thing from like miles away. And then once you get in there straight up, I, I think the draw too is the outside. There's so many things to do outside of the ballpark, which to me, that is the ballpark though, right? Like it was only built because of the stadium. So there's a lot to do, a lot of great food, a lot of great amenities. And then when you get in, yeah, like this thing is an homage to the Rangers, right, guys? I mean, like, I'm not a Ranger mm-hmm. fan, but you go in there, and this thing was, like, built for them. It was built for that team, and you could really feel that. And really quick shout-out to Globe Life. Just as a Dodger fan, we were walking through there, and there's a 
Dodgers and uh, Tampa Bay Rays pennant banner, you know, so because it was it was played there. So that's it was very really, historic. Yeah, yeah, that, that's it's, a really another cool story that. Yes, they, they embraced it. They didn't have to do that. All right. So shout outs to the Rangers for doing that. You didn't have to do that. But guess what? A World Series was played there during a really, really weird time in our lives. And the, the two teams are very well represented at Globe Life. So shout outs to Globe Life. It's a great ballpark. If you love baseball, you'll love it. Going back to the food options there, you know, they embraced their Texas identity. So we all know Whataburger is a big one. Two other food vendors that really make up a big part of Texas, you know, Texas identity. Pluckers Wing Bar. If you haven't been, it's almost like a Texas version of Buffalo Wild Wings. I had the chance to go check it out uh, last, last time I was there in the summer. We actually did get to uh, give the wings on the What was the flavor that we tried on, on Sunday? Uh, the, the honey barbecues and the waffle fries. Val's, Val's listening in on the pod right now. She got to try the, uh, along with Andrew, Golden Chick. That is another, it's personally, okay, I, I, I find it better than Raising Cane's. Raising Cane, and, and this is probably going to get me shot, but Raising Cane's is overrated. I'm sorry. I said what I said. I, I, I prefer Golden Chick. Don't worry, Raising Cane's gang. I will, I will support you. I love Raising Cane's. The bread is unmatched. But last but not least, we did also get to meet, and this is this was a very wholesome moment for Val, um, you know, her being a lifelong Rangers fan. We got to meet the PA announcer, Chuck Morgan, the Texas Rangers. Really awesome moment. A lot of raw emotion for Val. She got to meet, you know, one of her childhood heroes. So just a really, really awesome moment to, to end up what was a, otherwise an all-around very good weekend at the ballpark it could not have gotten any better the baseball aside man even if the Padres had lost all three of those games with even without the no hitter that weekend was perfect you know hanging out with my friends drinking beer watching sports getting drunk every night listening to jams you know like it was just a great time after the year that we've all been through with COVID and whatnot being able to get back together and do something like that was a long time coming, and I can't wait to do it again. What were the beer options at Love Life? I know Revolver well, was one of them. They had uh, the well, Hopadillo IPA. Yeah, yeah the Hopadillo, that's right. Shout, shout out to Revolver outside in, in uh, Texas Live. That was like, if, if look, anybody here who is a beer smug, I guess you could say, probably like me, uh, I was at Texas Live, and I asked for IPAs, and they, they didn't have them, and you know, I think Andrew at one point asked for some sort of bourbon and he was referred to like every whiskey imaginable. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, that's yeah. still, yeah, I, I've told that story at work a couple of times since I've gotten back and that gets amazing laughs. So I will say this for all the craft beer enthusiasts or all the people who love like IPAs and craft beer, beeline it to Revolver Brewing. It's in Texas Live. Uh, you'll see it. You can't miss it. It's got, you know, this great lighting and everything, but that's where you're going to find your IPAs. And I think that's where me and Izzy finally found a home. <laughs> when, <laughs> when we found Revolver, we were like, okay, I want to stay here and I never want to leave. We but, had the, the Sidewinder, right? Yes, absolutely. Oh, but at, at, at Globe Life, uh, the best IPA option was the Hopadilla, which was delicious and awesome. And I think it got us through the entire game. So yeah, for all the, 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 the beer people, if you don't want, you know, Miller Lite, Miller Lite, Bud Light, Coors Light, which is really like all the options over there in Texas, uh, the, go, go for the Hopadilla. And if you're in uh, Texas Live, hit up Revolver if you want some IPAs. Yeah, beer selection was not that great overall, but I mean, 
We found something and made it. I, I think we're uh, pretty, uh, yeah. pretty spoiled over here, huh? Yeah, we are. Just yeah. a little bit. We are. I'm not going to lie. We are spoiled yeah. with our flavor. Even here in whatnot. Vegas, we're pretty spoiled. Especially the Petco uh, boys, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, what can I say? <laughs> oh, they're spoiled as shit. Well, it was great to have everybody. Thank you guys for uh, for coming on that trip with us. It was it was just a trip that we'll just, we'll just never forget. It was an experience that we'll never forget. And I think it was for most of us our our first time in some sort of ballpark environment. I know I know you guys all got to uh, go catch some games at Petco the week before, yep. but it was the first time we could all go as a group, and it's something that we had planned out for a long time. Something that we talked about for doing for so long, where we go on these MLBTT outings. And it finally happened. Yeah, for me and Izzy, I will say that because, uh, yeah, we've already been to Petco Park, Globe Life Stadium, and Dodger Stadium in, like, the last two weeks. So uh, we're just happy that baseball is back and that we're able to attend these games. And I, I, I can speak for me and Izzy. Anytime we've had a chance to hit up these ballparks, we, we go for it. You know, that was another reason we went to Globe Life. Um, I, I wanted to go to opening day weekend with the Dodgers. I wanted to see this, the ring ceremony. But uh, shout outs to you guys because uh, I had a blast in Texas. And I don't want to say I missed that because of it, but I know we all had planned it. And uh, you know what, dude? It was great. I got to watch my Dodgers, you know, win, get their ring, like, on my phone. And I got to see the ring ceremony. So uh, at least I got to see it. But uh, being able to experience a baseball game with my friends in Texas was freaking amazing. So shout outs to that. Yeah, I agree and with that, I man. Just, and I just want to say from uh, a person that was out here in California – uh, watching your guys' videos and photos, honestly, it could not have happened to a better group of guys. You, Andrew, and Ricky, diehard Padres fans, diehard. And what are the odds of you guys landing that day, going to see the Padres, and a no-hitter breaks out? Like, that's freaking unbelievable. That's to you guys. Congrats to the Padres after that last out. Man, honestly, I that that phenomenal i was rooting for you guys well that recaps our texas trip so thank you guys for joining us on what was an awesome trip hope to be back very very soon we'll definitely be there i know val and i will be back we'll be back in dallas fort worth area for the broncos and cowboys but hopefully we can go out there for some more baseball and i know andrew and i were planning to go to the all-star game yes sir yes sir course field in july going to the all-star game so that's our next tentative stadium uh for us to all uh beat up at hopefully if not sooner but all that aside it's time to move on to uh baseball being in full swing we've had some uh surprises good and bad i know some of us really want to touch on the yankees who as of uh sunday night cover your ears cover your your, your virgin ears but they own the worst record in the american league for the first time since 1998 the new york yankees are five and ten Five straight after getting swept by the Tampa Bay Rays. Once again, this coming off is one of the biggest surprises of the season after most of us expected them to be one of the best teams in the American League this year. Well, to be fair, uh, just coming off of that stat that you just said, I think the Yankees ended up pretty okay in 1998. I think they finished with like 113 wins. And, I I- uh, you know, I think they uh, – kind of beat the living shit out of a team with Tony Gwynn on it from Southern California that year in the world series. So I, you know, I am not definitely not pressing the panic button on the Yankees. I don't think I know that the Yankees are not as injured as they have been at this point in recent seasons. 
And that's saying a lot because the Yankees have not been able to get through the first three weeks without losing key pieces since 2017 at this point. And look at it from this perspective, too. If they kept James Paxton around, they would have just lost James Paxton again. Thank God they dodged that bullet. But then, you know, they were counting on somebody like Domingo Herman, and they just optioned him down, too. So they just got a lot of things they got to sort out. Obviously, Garrett Cole is not one of those things because he's your horse and he's going to be there every fifth day. The Yankees just have some soul searching to do. We all know what they are on paper and what they should be doing. They should be mashing baseballs. And maybe this just is a little bit of, you know, cold weather factor, keeping the balls down, not flying as far. So maybe when you get into May, those bats start heating up. But, you know, it's definitely not what Yankees fans would want. It's probably what baseball fans everywhere else loves to see. I don't know about you guys, but personally, I mean, seeing the Yankees in the cellar is always pretty funny. And I don't even hate the Yankees. <laughs> but, um, you know, just like I said, if this is their worst start since 1998, I'm not pressing the panic button. 1998 worked out just fine. You'll have to excuse me for that bad luck Bob Nightingale moment there. And it, it is a small sample size. You're, ab- you're absolutely right. But this is a team with very high expectations in a city and a franchise that does not tolerate that type of losing with that much money on the line. So, yes, we're only about 10% into the season, but if things don't turn around, then it's time for people to get on the shit list. It starts from the top. So somebody has to be held accountable. Who is to blame? I don't think anybody's worried about the Yankees. Who, who's worried about the Yankees? Yeah, they're in last place, and they have the worst record in baseball, and they're four and a half games back in the AL East. I think there's they're just getting off to a slow start. Can they pick it up? Yeah, there's enough talent on that team in order for them to do that. There's only one team I want to talk about in this division, guys. There's only one team I want to talk about in this division. Okay, so I don't know if I'm necessarily shifting off the Yankees, but I guess I am. Who's the best team in that division right now? The Boston Red Sox. Is that what I'm looking at? Ten and six. First team in the The AL with 10 wins. Right. And they're doing really well. And Alex Cora is their coach again. Uh, All right. Okay. Oh, oh, all right. Yeah. Look how how fucking quiet and cringy everybody fucking got. I know where you're going with this. where, Where am I going with this? Ricky, where? The truth? The obvious, the what's actually happening, or oh, I, it's, it's a coincidence. Oh, okay, go ahead. And go one, ahead. yeah, one could write it up as a coincidence. Uh, they I'm won not the gonna... World Series in 2018 with Alex Cora. Alex Cora was not on the team in 2019, and they sucked. And then he was not on the team on 2020, and they sucked. And now he's back on the team in 2021, and they're leading the AL East. Go. I know that players and coaches, and I know people in the past who have been caught doing what they do. I know that some of them aren't the sharpest tools in the shed and they sure as hell will do it again. Right. Did the Red Sox use trash cans? No, they didn't. They used something else that nobody caught on. That we don't know about because the MLB will never investigate that team because the MLB will do everything they can to protect the Boston Red Sox. But they cheated in 2018. They got caught cheating in 2018 they got consequences and they got draft picks taken away from them or whatever. And then Arturo couldn't be their coach anymore. And that was really the biggest punishment that they got. And now they got their cheating ass coach back that won the world series with the Astros that won the world series with the Red Sox. And now they're the best team in the AL East. Is anybody surprised? 
to play the other side at least though like they could lose four out of their next seven and not be the best team in the al east real okay. quick okay but but who predicted the red sox to be in first place right now i mean nobody but nobody i did. also i also it's couldn't tell you who the red sox <laughs> no started one. the year with like did the reds the red sox very for all i know had a cakewalk of a first two weeks I, I literally have no idea who they just played. Oh, so, so who was your biggest acquisition in the offseason? Kike Hernandez, really? That put them over the yeah, edge? But, but that, <laughs> that that made them better than the Yankees, uh, the the World Series Rays. <laughs> Fucking, yeah. Oh, okay. So, look. Okay, but, but I, I got to stop you there for a second. Okay. You know who has the other best record in the American League? Who? The Seattle Mariners. Got it. Their that, coach seat. It doesn't. Just, it, it doesn't. Good ball playing. It doesn't mean that good coaching. It, it doesn't that's mean like that they're cheating. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! Did they get a coach back that cheated three years ago, Ricky? No, or they but just it, it was grit and talent, good ball playing, situational hitting. But we. Why are you comparing the M's to the Red Sox? We've Why? seen that. We've seen this happen. <laughs> Why? I, I said this before on previous pods. Is that the Seattle Mariners always start off hot. What does that have to do with the Red Sox cheating? If the Mariners can start off hot and fade every single year, nobody but in that division is on. playing but the, incredibly but right But the now. Mariners starting hot is a thing. Like, like, oh, it happens, right? Who predicted the Red Sox to do this? The Red Sox are not world beaters. Like, they're not impressing me right now. That's what I'm saying. It's like, oh, if they were going out and beating the breaks off of teams every night and they were like 13 and 4... Like I, yeah. How but many they're games not. did they win you in know a row? I mean? How many games did the Red Sox win in a row? Like Wait. eight after they got swept by the Orioles. You know is what I mean? Like they, they're not impressing, impressing me, man. I'm sorry. Like is that impressive? They're getting fat off of after they got swept by the good. Orioles. Winning eight games in a row. That's just correction, in my opinion. You should I, not I like be. That. You should not be getting swept at home to the Orioles in the opening it's series. Not, it's sorry. not like they. It's not like they. They got swept. Like all right, let's start cheating and boom, we okay. start winning. All right, all right. Do cheaters cheat and they keep cheating? Yes or no? Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, okay, then I'm done. I can't but, tell you yes in every scenario. Is, I mean, I can't, I can't tell you straight to your face that that is true in every scenario. But it's extremely oh. early. I, I have no reason to believe that Alex Cora is doing anything besides thinking that he's a piece of shit from what he did three, four years ago. You know what I mean? Like, I have nothing to go off of. Yeah. Right, right now, to think because that he is cheating, and that's all I'm saying. They, we don't know how they cheated. We know how the Astros cheated because they made that really public. They made it fucking, oh, they were using trash cans, but they never told us how the Red Sox were cheating. They what weren't I, using trash cans. We didn't, we didn't hear the bang bangs in the back. There is no, like, audio to support that. That's why Red Sox fans uh, washed their hands with it because it was like, oh, bro, uh, we right. didn't have trash cans. But you had something. And There's no evidence. <laughs> back now going like oh you know what i'm not gonna do that anymore all right cool dope but, but i mean but he got there. caught he got suspended there's no reason to believe that they didn't tell him hey we know what you did and presented him with that evidence and so he's like okay, okay i can't do that shit anymore all, all i saw was a guy get fired from his job and get rehired the second they could rehire him again right but but yeah. okay. what we're saying is we understand that. nothing we, we, wrong, we acknowledge they that. never would have let him go. We acknowledge that. I'm not saying and he never did anything wrong. I'm just saying there's no reason to believe that he's doing anything right now just because is, the Red Sox are 10 and 6. There is no evidence right. to support the claim, even closely imply that the Red Sox are suddenly doing whatever it is you think they're doing because Alex Cora is back in. They have a they have a winning record. 
There's just no, uh, there's just no evidence to support that okay. claim. Basing it off of coincidence. Okay, no, it's yeah. a coincidence. Then great, it's a coincidence. A, you know, Ricky, uh, you mentioned the Seattle Mariners. There are. Also leading their division, the West, by 10-6 record. Are they cheating? I don't know, but uh, what I'm more surprised also is that uh, in the AL West, the Angels are 8-5 and five and they're second behind Seattle. The sure Dodgers have the best record in the NL. Are they cheating? No. So any team that's doing well, you're saying that's what I'm saying? Like any team that's like off on a hot start is because, no, Alex Cora cheated. What do you mean? I'm only saying it because the guy cheated. Yes, okay? in the past. So you can't say, oh, so he's not doing it anymore? There's no evidence to support that. AJ Hinch got another managing job with some team. There is no way in hell I would ever think that he's cheating again because nobody could be that stupid. I'm sorry. In this day and age, when you have a when you have a camera on every single part of the ballpark, and if you're AJ Hinch or Alex Cora, and you know you're under every microscope available. Let, let, let me let me make it clear right now what I'm saying. I think the Red Sox are fucking cheating. Okay, the end. Okay. Oh, because, I'm aware. Very aware. You know why? We're you know very why? aware. Because you know why? Because Alex Cora was caught cheating. Okay. Yes. So, yes. He got caught. So, so, if no, I got caught cheating, I probably so, wouldn't so, be cheating so again on. for a while. I'll tell you so that much. Ricky, so when Ricky says, "Oh, the Dodgers have the best record in baseball. Are they cheating? Why? For what? When did we cheat ever? <laughs> why are you saying that? Like, why? What we're saying is that that ship has set sail. Why? Why is it set sail? Whatever the Red Sox want to do, that is on them. Got it. But the Red Sox want to rehire a guy who did something bad in the past. That is on them, right? Okay. Would you guys hire a cheater for anything you do at your job? I wouldn't. So (laughs) so I'm supposed to justify the Red Sox for doing it again. And all of a sudden they're great again. Come on. Okay. I mean, they're not great, Ralphie. You're jumping the gun here. They're in first place. They're in first place. (laughs) It's like April 18th. Who else is in first place? The Mariners have have been in first place on April 18th like every year since 2015. Check, check. That's exactly what we're talking about. So why would we talk about the Yankees sucking? They just suck because they're getting off to a slow start. There's not necessarily anything wrong with them. Exactly. That's exactly what I said. Yeah, so that's exactly what I said. So why are we worried about the Yankees and not? We're not. Off the Nobody's worried about the Yankees. Nobody's worried about the Red Sox. Nobody's worried. We all said that we're not worried about the Yankees. The same way that the Yankees' lack of success, that is a representation of the Red Sox hot start. It's a small sample size. That's why we play 162. So, okay, so let, let me ask you this. Come October, when the Red Sox finish 15 games below 500, mm-hmm. are, they still, are they still cheating? Oh, no. Only if they win the division. They are not going to win the division. I They're promise division. you. Okay. I All promise right. you right now. Great. Then, then I'll shut up. They're not winning the division. Got it. Dude, we all took the under. And I'm telling you, I'm surpri- not surprised of where they are at now. They're getting fat off of bad teams. The Red Sox are not a good team. But unfortunately, so far, they have played teams that are not as good as them either. Dude, you could say the same thing about the Dodgers and the Padres. We've been, played dog shit teams till now. Then we played each other and, we, and, and the Dodgers won a series. Well, to be fair, though, those those are like (laughs) the consensus number one and number two teams in baseball, not compared to the Red Sox, who are maybe 15 on like a good day. That's where my point goes, dude, that like nobody saw them doing this good. And now that Alex Cora is back, all of a sudden they're in first place and no one wants to question this shit. All right, cool. We'll move on. We'll move on. (laughs) 
I, I, I don't know, man. This just—it just sounds like some tin cap shit at the moment. Like you're—it you, sounds like some spaghetti strainer on your head, kind of like connecting shit on a fucking whiteboard. Like it's too much, too early right now. <laughs> no, it's I'm just it's calling way it, too I, early. No, you know why it's not that? Because a guy who cheated came back onto a team, and the team's leading the division. How the fuck is that? Some white cap putting shit on a board? I mean, they no, could be in like second place tomorrow. And they're winning. And look, I might be wrong. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm not saying this is fucking absolute. I'm not saying, oh, that's the reason they're where they're at. But if anybody looks at this shit and doesn't fucking question it at all, then all right, fine. Let's move on. The Red Sox suck. They're not good. Alex Cora's not cheating. Fuck they're it. Not, all right. they're, they're not a good team. <laughs> okay, good. I, Perfect. I'll end with this. Like Andrew said, there is a huge microscope under him and AJ Hinch. I just, but the MLB it, protects it, that team. They have right. a silk glove. But they're they, not going like, to they're not, they're not oh, protect oh. them. So, so Manny Ramirez is the greatest right-hand hitter of all time, leaves Boston, and he does roids. Okay, got it. They're, they're going to protect the team, but the individual itself? Who, who was, who was the, the World Series MVP for the Red Sox? Steve Pierce? Was that, is that who it is? Yeah. It, did it, it, why did he retire the very next year? Because he was a journeyman, and that was like the best ending he possibly could have gotten, to be fair. You think Steve Pierce would go any higher than that moment after that? No, why, why would Mar- you? Marco, why would, you? Why would Mar- you go to a team that's not cheating and then Mar- not have? Okay, the same oh no, no, no. <laughs> Marco Scudero, Edgar Renteria won MVPs with the Giants. They, they retired. Were they they were retired cheating. shortly Had after. Had a great coach in Bruce Bochy. It doesn't mean they were cheating, though. <laughs> I know nobody said they were. Who said they were cheating? <laughs> Who, who's implying that? By what? Apparently, Steve Pierce. Uh, Steve Alex Pierce Cora retired was, because yeah. he knew that the Red Sox were cheating, and he like, very, like. Do you really think Steve Pierce Alex was like Cora, the one that was a beneficiary and, of like what was the Red Sox were oh, doing? Do you, do you know, think they you were funneling stuff into Steve Pierce's ear? Do you, do you know why I'm saying that about Steve Pierce? Because then all of a sudden, Alex Cora was his coach, and he wins a fucking MVP in the World Series, and then he retires the very next year. I mean, he was that, old, that's dude. That's why we're I mean, up the Giants? Steve Pierce is just another guy, bro. He's, he was not with like, Alex Cora on his team. If you're with Alex Cora, you're not going to be some other guy. Okay, what about you're, David you're Freeze? That, David Freeze never did a damn thing after the World Series when he beat the Rangers single-handedly. What, like, what advantage know, did he have? Dude, what, like, what did Tony LaRusso do for him? Cheater. Alex Cora cheated. Oh, my God, stop bringing up guys that didn't have coaches who were Bro, actually caught cheating. Why? Dude, Why anybody can have a really good six days without cheating. You think Steve Pierce can't have a good series without cheating? Steve Pierce didn't do shit the rest of the season. You, you don't think he would have had a good season overall if he was cheating? You think he started cheating for six games? Steve Pierce? Okay. All right. <laughs> We don't know great. how the Red Sox cheated, guys. We don't know how they did it, but they did. All right. And clearly they all benefited from it and they all got World Series rings. So that includes I mean, if, if, if yeah, their catalyst for cheating yeah, was Steve Pierce, then it was a perfect, perfect scenario because that is genius. I never would think to cheat with my catalyst being Steve Pierce. Steve Pierce. Yeah. No, and, it and was, you know what? Mitch he, he didn't intend it either. That. He didn't intend it either. So you're right. He never thought he'd be that either. That's why he retired the fucking very next year. Yeah, they had, they had so to remove that why, buzzer why out of his go anus. another team and, like, ride that momentum? Like, wow, I'm pretty good. I should go get paid Ted fucking $15 million maybe the next year on some other team as a DH. Nope, I'll retire. Then they got uh, He's probably going to retire anyway, though. Draft pick taken away Nothing from changed. Them. And then Alex Cora got suspended. All right. 
nothing changed for Steve Pierce. He was probably oh, going to retire anyway. Is that that he stopped playing baseball? Yeah, he was probably going to do that anyway. That's we don't know. Now we'll never know, but he's a champion. I'm all for giving players benefit of the doubt, or players and coaches benefit of the doubt. Look at Nelson Cruz. He was caught cheating. But multiple just, times. Multiple times. But yeah. I don't think nobody don't says think, shit about Nelson Cruz every time he hits a home run. Right, because he didn't win anything. He won home run thing. titles. He wins well, home run like, But he hasn't literally won anything other than like individual trophies. You know, Barry Bonds did that. Well, some players you know, don't. Why are we so upset about the Reds? Why are we so upset about the Red Sox winning the first no, three weeks of the season? Nelson then? Cruz is a perfect example. He was a <laughs> cheater, but he never won a World Series. Barry Bonds was the greatest hitter of all time, never won a World Series. Thank God. <laughs> right, I think we got the idea here that uh, Ralphie isn't too uh, isn't too sold on the Red Sox, and and that's what I'm saying. None of us, none of us are. I think we can agree that none of us here are sold on the Red Sox. None of us here are sold on the misfortunes of the Yankees. We'll reevaluate this. We'll we'll check back in about a week or so to see if uh, if the Red Sox are still doing what they're doing or not based on the record. It, it was a fun first one back, but we'll go ahead and do this. We'll go ahead and head into our final thoughts. A lot's happening, and I'm sure lots, a lot more is going to happen with another uh, four-game series coming up with the Potters against L.A., the Red Sox, whoever, they're pl- whoever they plan on doing whatever they're doing against. Uh, <laughs> so who wants to kick it off? I'll go ahead and go first. Uh, we had a lot of Texas talk. We didn't even really get into the Padres-Dodgers series that just finished up since we we're recording now on Sunday afternoon. I think we talked about it before the podcast. This series went just about as expected. You know, as a Padres fan, coming off some series where our bats didn't look great, especially against Pittsburgh, which if your bats don't look great against Pittsburgh, I mean, who are they going to look good against if you can't hit against Pittsburgh? So coming into this series, you know, I was definitely a, a little wary going against the Dodgers top three. And I'll say Ryan Weathers held his own in that first game very well. I was really proud of Ryan Weathers. I was very glad that they didn't call it Mackenzie Gore for that start. I will say that as well. Um, you know, just save him, man. Let him you you've been saying this whole time you want him to get a couple starts in, in AAA. You're two weeks away from the AAA season starting. Just see that out. You know, the rest of the games, let me go to the results. Friday was just another playoff light game where it could have gone either way. Game went to the 12th. The Dodgers ended up winning by five. So shout outs to all the Dodgers minus one and a half betters. That's a good win. Saturday, pitchers duel. Could have gone either way again. Padres' bats just weren't there. Mookie Betts making an incredible catch to end the game. I don't know if I've seen a catch that has been so close to the heel of the glove. And you could see the ball wiggling around in the glove as he's sliding. I don't know the last time I saw a catch like that, especially to end the game. It was incredible. I will say, like, as a baseball fan, that moment, incredible. Him getting up, pounding on his chest, like, that was sick. And then Sunday, Padres come in, and after losing the first two games as a Padres fan, you expect to come into Sunday, not get swept, and that's what happened. And Dodger fans coming in probably didn't necessarily expect to sweep us either. So Dodger fans expected the series win. They got what they expected. We got what we expected. And we're going to run it back this weekend. From what we've seen so far, uh, these teams don't really enjoy each other's company very much. So I can't wait to see what the fireworks happens at Dodger Stadium this weekend. All right. Well, my final thoughts are uh, staying on the American League. The Red Sox, not surprising. Uh, The Mariners, not surprising. You know who is surprising? The Kansas City Royals, baby, because they're leading their freaking division. 
and they're doing it with offense. They have absolutely no fucking pitching, but they rake so fucking hard that they have literally led the division, not by much. They're only above the Indians by one and a half games, but I think a lot of us expected the White Sox to be the dominant team in that division, but guess what? Right now, it's the Kansas City Royals. They're doing it with offense. They're doing it with grit. All right, with no controversy in the past. They're fucking, you know, hot starts in the beginning. They're doing it by playing baseball. So shout out to the Kansas City Royals. Don't forget, that was my uh, my sleeper team at the beginning of the season. Nice. All right, well, my final thoughts are uh, fun weekend of baseball last week and a half or so. Padres Dodgers series was as expected, I think, overall. Can't wait to see what happens LA series, I think that's going to be more intense for whatever reason. I don't know why, but I feel like a fight's going to happen in LA. Something's going to happen. I just got that tingling itch. Something will happen. But other than that, I think uh, Yankees for me is more surprising that they had the worst record, but eh, it is what it is. They'll be okay. We're not worried about that. And just quickly uh, for this uh, week in baseball, 1960, Ted Williams becomes the first major leaguer to homer in four different decades. How many people can say that now in this day and era? Not many, but this is from 1960. Wow, he hit a home run back then uh, against the Senators, and that basically gave him four decades of hitting home runs back to back. And also, real quick, last one, shout out to the Rangers, Globe Life Field. Got my Adrian Beltre bobblehead from the Rangers. And also a special shout out to Whataburger because I took their number 10. Yes. And really quick, if I can piggyback, piggyback off the of Izzy, shout outs to Bucky's uh, beaver nuggets are probably one of the most delicious things I've ever eaten in my entire life. So shout outs to that. And thank you, Ricky, for the bag of beaver nuggets. They were clutch as shit. Yeah, that's right. Back that too as well. Yeah, we see those hands out. <laughs> so my final thoughts, Jesus here. Uh, I was fortunate enough to work uh, all three Dodger Potter games here at Peco Park. It was good. We were pretty busy. A couple of fights, a couple of drunk people, but yeah, it was as expected. The series was phenomenal. First game, I didn't get home until 2.30 in the morning just because it went on forever. But yeah, this this new uh, Dodger versus Padres rivalry is what I'm going to call it. <laughs> uh, it's going to be amazing four years to come, and it's going to be great. I'll be at Dodger Stadium next week uh, with... Matthew and my friends, it's going to be his first baseball game, so I'm pretty excited. And Ricky, Andrew, hit me up for the All-Star game. I'm definitely down to go. I'm, I'm bummed out. I got to miss out on Texas, but definitely want to go up to Colorado, even if it's just to be at the bars to watch the game, If even if I don't get head in. Um, and cool little thing today, I met little Mr. E from Fool's Gone Wild. Cool guy. Just want to throw out there for all the listeners. Um, and as always, go baseball. Thank you so much, Jesus. And uh, last but not least, this is Ricardo signing off. I want to thank you guys all for being on this edition of the Los Chingones Beer Fall Club podcast presented to you by MLB Trash Talkers Stadium Beer Bros. I want to talk about that, uh, that Padres-Dodgers series. You, know, you guys said it best. Dodgers fans, a lot of Dodgers fans talked about a sweep, but uh, a real baseball fan would probably say that a, uh, a, the, the best possible outcome would be a, a Dodgers series win. I think the best possible outcome from Padres fans' perspective would be get at least one win out of the Dodgers, play them tough. At the end of the day, everybody got what they wanted. Stressful series for me to watch all around. Val actually asked me at the end of uh, at the end of today if I wanted to make the trip out to LA next weekend for one of the games, and I said, "Hell no." And the reason I say that is I just I witnessed the stress of just three games in one weekend. I just don't think I'm ready for it yet. As much as I in any other season, I would say. And you guys can back me up on this is 
I've sat in the Lafayette Pavilion, with you guys. I've done it. I'm I'm not afraid of it. I'm not afraid to get chirped at. I just don't feel like going through it this time. I know it's gonna happen. I just I don't want to put myself through that stress. And no offense to you guys. Don't take it no, personally. So, so Ricky, so you only want the good and not the bad. That's what you're saying. Oh no, I am there for the I no, I'm being asked if I want to go to a Padres Dodgers. What if you well, go and the Padres beat them 10 nothing? You don't want to be a part of that? I would love to, but That's the only but, way you're gonna the experience that is if you just go. I'm just so not what, mental, are you, what are you worried about? I'm just not mentally ready for that stress at the moment. Well, it's the first two weeks of baseball. It's not a playoff game. It's just you going to support your team at Dodger Stadium. That's I all know. it. I know. That's to me, to me though, it just feels like we haven't earned it yet as fans. Earned and what? Gotta... They're just gonna go watch a baseball game. Ricky. I know. That's I know. All you're doing. It's all you're doing. Stop. <laughs> just think it was me going to Texas watching a random baseball game. Exactly. Coming back the next like, day. Because you're just going to it's go enjoy a baseball game. Man, that's all you're I, doing. I, I was beating <laughs> myself up all weekend. I just don't. I don't know yet. I don't know. We'll just we'll, say yes, and we'll be there, and we'll have fun. Win we'll, or lose, okay? We'll come on. Yeah. Hey, we'll take you to Tommy's way to chili. Yeah, burgers. exactly. You better get that shit with chili on it. I'll get back to you guys. But um, <laughs> that's all I got to say. That's all I got to say. We got another fun weekend coming up with baseball next weekend. We got the we got a four game series between the Padres and the Dodgers. We already saw it's gonna. We already saw this weekend was an absolute war zone. Uh, shout out to Circus Sports. We got to watch the Friday night game at the Circus Sportsbook. Uh, absolutely electric atmosphere even there in their stadium style seating. Half Padres fans, half Dodgers fans. It was loud in there. Hope to catch that at Circa again next weekend. And I uh, just hope next series isn't as stressful and everybody gets what they want. I just hope everybody has fun. That's all from me for tonight. Unless anybody else wants to add anything else. It's very unlikely that this series will be less stressful, but I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. Thank you so much, you guys. That's all for tonight. We will see you all back here on the next episode. Good night, everybody.